However, one critical piece is missing in this discussion, and that is if you've ever had a soda or a flavored water, you've already had essential oil. You've already drank essential oil in water. You've already had it in water. This episode is brought to you by the brand new ebook, Diffusing for Beginners. I created this ebook because there's so much confusion around aromatherapy and diffusing, and so much discussion and so much debating about what is safe. This ebook breaks down the mechanism of smell, the real dangers in your home from synthetic scents, and explains how aromatherapy can actually transform your home and space into a clean and natural haven. Discover the safety considerations around certain conditions like epilepsy, asthma, children, how to diffuse around pets, and more. Experiment with 48 different all-season diffuser blends. Diffusing for Beginners is available now on Kindle. I am Cheryl Witten, and this is The Aromatherapist, where we discover the superpower of plants. Ingesting essential oils is arguably, besides allergic reactions, one of the most debated topics in the industry. There are usually two camps of people. The one side who is pro-ingestion, and the other side who is vehemently anti-ingestion. Now, I want to talk about this from a clinical perspective, about our training that a clinical aromatherapist receives, and maybe things that you don't know about essential oils being ingested. Aromatherapists receive intensive training with aromatherapy, with products, we have to do case studies, we study the science and chemistry of essential oils and have a lot of hands-on hours using essential oils. There's two things that we, we learn when it comes to ingestion. First, we are taught how to ingest. Aromatherapists absolutely are taught how to ingest essential oils and how to do it safely. We are also taught how to ingest hydrosols. Often within the the programs we learn, hydrosols are part of that program. So ingesting a hydrosol, which is the product that is left over at the end of a distillation process, ingesting a hydrosol is often recommended and often recommended for children actually as well. And this is because typically a hydrosol does not have much essential oil in it. It's quite diluted. It's sort of the, it's not the essential oil, it's the water from the essential oil process. So there is some in there. It's just not as potent and concentrated as an actual essential oil. Obviously they're, they're not the same thing exactly. So we do learn how to ingest essential oils. It's part of the training. But the one thing that is reiterated over and over and over again is that North American insurance, malpractice insurance, does not cover ingesting essential oils. I will repeat that for you to let that sink in. Aromatherapists are trained on how to ingest essential oils safely the, and the safety considerations around ingestion and contraindications around ingestion. But it is reiterated over and over again that insurance does not cover ingestion. Now, this is true for most industries, uh, healthcare industries, unless you have in-depth specific training that you understand very explicitly how the body works and how substances interact in the body and what reactions might occur from that and the safety around that specifically around ingesting a product. 
and how it's absorbed and what other effects might occur, your insurance is not going to cover you unless you understand that process. Therefore, you're not going to be covered because your risk of having a problem is going to be that much higher. So it makes sense. And, and that is widely regarded, wide held policy across multiple types of practitioners. What that means is that insurance doesn't cover it. That's what it means. And so, of course, if your insurance doesn't cover it, you're going to be extremely anti-ingestion. So what we also learn are the safety precautions around ingestion. Now, there is no doubt whatsoever that ingesting an essential oil greatly increases your risk of reaction. Most of the reactions that we discuss and most of the risks of toxicity and most of the cases reported are around ingestion. These are typically around huge doses, depending on the essential oil. Some essential oils like sage, for example, ingesting as low as 10 drops of sage can actually in, have convulsant activity in the body. However, most of the cases reported are large doses of essential oil. We're talking two to three bottles at a time being ingested. So this does not deny the fact that there are greater risks for ingesting essential oils. Now, this is typically around using it as a supplement. So ingesting essential oil in a capsule, for example, is going to in, have an increased risk because you absorb 95% of what is ingested into your body of essential oil. So you're going to increase the risk of toxicity. Essential oils might irritate your intestines, especially certain essential oils, like if you were to ingest Oregano, for example, oregano essential oil in a capsule, you're probably going to have some belching happening, maybe an upset stomach because it's a lot of essential oil. And the essential oil, if, especially if, it's, if it is ingested without a carrier oil, it's going to irritate the intestinal membranes. So you're probably going to be belching. You're probably going to have a, a floppy stomach. It's not going to feel great. If you have an intestinal disorder, it's probably going to feel terrible as well. If you have ulcerative colitis, for example, you know, your intestinal tract is basically one open wound, especially when you're in a flare. And so you're probably not going to want to have raw essential oil in your intestines. And so we have to just consider these things as well. You might also irritate your mouth if you put essential oil in your mouth. The membranes in your mouth are sensitive, mucous membranes. And so putting the essential oils in there might irritate your, your mouth. But what no one else is talking about at the same time is that we're taught how to reduce the risk. There are safer ways to ingest essential oils. And some of the premier textbooks out there on essential oils and some of the most highly regarded experts that speak on this subject focus on education and focus on safety. And so when we do anything recklessly, we have major concern for risk and toxicity and so this is what the focus is. It's not that it cannot be ingested. It's about knowing the safety around it. Another thing that is not discussed often is that essential oils are being ingested all the time. If you've ever had a soda or what we call pop in Canada, you've had essential oil. It's in your drink. It's used as flavoring. There's a lot of outspokenness around teas. So many people advocate for putting essential oil in water, myself included. I find this to be a wonderful way to use essential oil. And there's many people who speak out against this because it's supposed to irritate your intestinal tract. And 
that could very well is possible because it's not diluted and water and oil do not mix. It is very possible that it will irritate your esophagus and your intestinal membranes. Here, we have to think about what kind of essential oils you're using. If you're using lemon essential oil, it's probably going to have less of an irritating effect than, say, oregano, which is irritating in general because of all of its constituents and phenols that exist in it. However, one critical piece is missing in this discussion, and that is if you've ever had a soda or a flavored water, you've already had essential oil. You've already drank essential oil in water. You've already had it in water because it is used as flavoring in the food industry. It is a key component of flavoring. So you've already had it. We also, if you've ever had different types of foods, different types of marinades, different types of any commercial product, it's high, high chance that it has, as a flavoring agent, essential oil. That's what they use. So you've had a candy or you've chewed gum, you've ingested essential oil. It's a flavoring agent in gum. It's a flavoring agent in candy, in chocolates, your mint or your after dinner chocolates and your any mint flavored chocolates, any orange flavored chocolates. That's essential oil, you guys. That is, it's not fresh orange in there. They're not putting in mint leaves into the chocolate. They're using mint oil to, f- to flavor the chocolate. You're, you've already had it. I promise you, you've already had it. If you've had, if you use mouthwash, they're not putting fresh mint herb in there. It's mint oil. That's what is in the product. So you have, you've already ingested essential oil. The easiest way to protect the esophagus and to protect the intestinal membranes is to use it with something that emulsifies it, which means to help mix it with the water because water and essential oil don't mix. So if you're going to use it in a hot tea, for example, use some honey with it because the honey will help it emulse in the water and help it combine and dilute it so that it does not have an irritation. There are many people who also like to cook with essential oils as a flavoring agent instead of a an herb. And there's lots of people who would say, well, why would you use an essential oil when you could just use an herb? Again, let's talk about this commercial use of essential oil. The f- packaged foods you're buying at the store that have flavors in them, that have spices and herbs in them, they use both the herb and the essential oil to flavor products. It's widely used in production of food. The other thing with using essential oils is that we now have these other ingredients that combine with the essential oil. And so the risk of absorption here is going to be much lowered because you're actually digesting food alongside the essential oil. It's not just straight essential oil here. So it's not like taking it in a supplement. So it's much, much more reduced. Additionally, when you're ingesting an herb, the essential oil is in the herb. So especially if you're using fresh herbs, you are ingesting essential oil. So we're not talking about using equivalent amounts here. So if you're using a teaspoon of oregano, you don't use a teaspoon of oregano essential oil. You're using one drop. The other thing that is not understood often is that it's about dose. One drop of an essential oil versus an entire bottle of essential oil, of course, there's going to be a problem. Of course, ingesting a large amount of essential oil is probably going to cause you a problem. 
you're overwhelming the system. It's the same thing as ingesting a whole bottle of medication. You don't do that because you're overwhelming the system. The body cannot absorb it or process it or filter it or metabolize it. It's going to shut down. So it's the same thing. So some of the ways that we learn how to ingest essential oils are to use it in mulched in a puree, to use it a drop or two in foods, for example, applesauce, to put it on maybe a tablet of some kind, like a vitamin C tablet, put a drop or two of essential oil on your tablet and then ingest your tablet. Some aromatherapists like to lay those out and dry them out and then ingest it that way. If you take an essential oil this way, it's going to be diluted. And so it's not going to interact and irritate your esophagus in the same way if you would to take a capsule of essential oil. But we also learn with capsules of essential oil that, that if you dilute the essential oil in the capsule, then you're going to protect your esophagus and you're going to protect your intestines. Many of the essential oils that are suggested for consumption are also things that we regularly already consume. Oregano, thyme, sage, orange, lemon, black pepper, mint, spearmint, grapefruit. These kinds of things are already being ingested on a regular basis. A couple of things to take away from this, from this subject. One, aromatherapists are taught how to do it. Two, malpractice insurance doesn't cover it, therefore it's not recommended. And three, you've already ingested it. You've already had it. Not just from eating fresh mint or fresh oregano, because it's in the oregano, but not even from that. You've had it in your soda. You've already had it. There's a huge caveat to all of this as well. And we come back to this again and again and again. Do not ingest boutique store, Amazon store, Walmart, Ross, Winners, commercial essential oils. Those are not from a plant. You greatly increase the risk of an adverse reaction by consuming an artificial manufactured fake product. And when we talk about risk, that is the number one risk. There is still a risk associated with authentic plants. Don't misunderstand me. But the risk is greatly increased if you are using garbage products. Companies who do not focus on growing plants, harvesting plants, distilling plants, producing essential oils, do not buy those products for consumption. Do not buy them anyway. They're garbage. But do not use them for consumption. They are not meant to be consumed. So where do I formally sit on this, on this spectrum? I personally consume essential oils and I am an advocate for consumption. And consuming essential oil is not something that I am personally afraid of. And this is because I understand that we have already had it. We are already consuming the plants. We're already consuming the products that contain essential oils in them. And because I understand safe use of the supplement. So, you know, consuming essential oil as a supplement is not something you're going to do every single day. You don't need to. You don't need, you're not like you're fighting a virus every single day of your life. So you don't need to consume essential oils every single day in that way. What we have to consider is whole body health. Where's your body at? 
If you're going to take it in a capsule, why are you taking it in a capsule? That's the first thing to ask yourself. Why are you doing that? If it's just because, well, then don't do that. That's not smart healthcare management. If you're putting one drop in your water or a drop in your spaghetti dish, a drop of oregano to flavor your spaghetti dish, is it likely to cause a problem? Unlikely, highly unlikely. We talk about how essential oils, consuming essential oils might, you know, overwhelm the liver. If you, so if you have liver or kidney disease, you might have more problem metabolizing li- essential oils. This is true. But did you know that D-limonene, which is a uh, constituent in citrus essential oils, actually help the liver detoxify. It actually stimulates your glutathione S-transferase, which is part of your natural detoxification system. So in effect, it can actually be supportive for your liver. So you have to consider the state. And we have to consider that, you know, the things we talk about being causing problems also might be beneficial for the body. I know it drives you guys nuts when I don't speak in absolutes, but plants are complex. Bodies are complex. Systems are complex. How it reacts in your body might be very different than how it reacts in someone else's body. Bottom line, you've already had essential oils. You have already ingested essential oils. It is a common flavoring agent in commercial products that you buy off of the shelf. My biggest recommendation to you is if you are trying to or attempting to use essential oils as a supplement for health management for a very specific reason to improve your health, then you need to be speaking to a qualified person. You need to be talking to somebody who understands ingestion, who understands essential oils. If you're going to be using it to make lemonade or to flavor your spaghetti dish, We're not as worried about these kinds of situations, but if you're going to use it as a specific remedy for ingestion to maintain health in a very specific way, then you should absolutely be talking to qualified professionals and discussing all of this with your pharmacist, with your primary care provider, because you are taking medications. If you're taking medications, they may interact in a certain way. You don't, you know, you want to understand the state of your liver, the state of your kidneys, the state of your overall health. It's important. And there absolutely is recommendations around this for a reason. And even the experts disagree amongst themselves on what is safe and how the public should use essential oils. So bottom line, you can ingest essential oils. What's important is how you do it. Some of you may choose not to ingest them and that's totally fine. You don't have to. There's many other ways to use essential oils. But as in all things, be gentle with yourself and start low and go slow. All right, beautiful people. Thank you so much for listening today. If you feel so inclined, please subscribe, rate, and review this show. For show notes, more information on essential oils, please visit livelovelemon.com forward slash podcast. And we love to know what you're up to and how you're using your essential oils. So head over to Instagram and find us at the aromatherapist podcast. My name is Cheryl Witten, and I am your aromatherapist. We have to share with you this obligatory disclaimer. 
Information in this podcast is for educational purposes only. It is not a replacement for medical advice or for professional aromatherapy consultation. If you need medical care, please visit your physician. Speak to your primary care provider, pharmacist, and a qualified aromatherapist before commencing any programs.